The following program is an exclusive Disruption Networks production. So you just bought your dream home, and now it's time to move. Let's face it, nobody likes to move. All the packing, unpacking, lifting, upstairs, downstairs, and broken everything, including your back. Let the professionals at EJA Moving Company take all the stress and pain out of your move. Competitively priced moving. Relocation services, office moves, and complete packing and unpacking services. They work with everybody to make it simple and easy for you to move and relocate. Call EJA Moving Company at 315-335-0516. When it's time to relocate, have EJA Moving do all the work for you. Hit them up online, ejamoving.com. Hey, Disruption Network. This is Mike Sacco, the general manager at Nye Volkswagen of Rome. If you don't know me by name, it's only because you have not received the best deal. There's only one reason to leave Utica, and that's to come see me in Rome and get the best deal on your next new, pre-owned, or certified VW. Mention that you heard this ad from Disruption Network and receive $250 off your next vehicle purchase. You'll know why our customers say, I love my Nye VW. Come see us at 5865 Rome Taberg Road in Rome or visit us online at nivwofrome.com. Join us Saturday, October 13th as Disruption Network and Doughboy Barbecue presents Trip Fest 2 at the Jewish Community Center, 2310 Oneida Street in Utica. A night to pay homage to Vinny, Captain Trip Moriel. Utica icon, yo! Come pick through all of Capital Trip's personal treasures, local artist display, food from Doughboy Barbecue, beer, wine, and live music. Bands include, after a 24-year hiatus, the return of Torres, Kate Devin, the Crazy Fools, Thunderwatt, and a 315 All-Star tribute to the Great Dead. Tickets are $10 in advance and $15 at the door. Partial proceeds to benefit Laney's Army. Doors open at 6 o'clock. Taurus kicks it all off at 6.30. It's Trip Fest 2, Saturday, October 13th. Trip Fest 2 is sponsored by Nye Volkswagen of Rome, 92.7 FM The Drive, Priceless Inspection, Donato Appraisal Services, Dr. Scott Domenico, and Saranac Brewery. The Property Sisters of the Mohawk Valley was born when three top producing agents with over 25 years of combined experience selling real estate joined forces to take real estate to the next level. We practice with honesty, integrity, and the knowledge to help make the buying and selling process easy and stress-free for all of our clients. We pledge to always make our clients our top priority from start to finish and even after the house is closed. We will always be a valued resource for information and assistance for our buyers and sellers. Our customers over the years have become not only past clients, but great friends. As we join hands together as the Property Sisters of the Mohawk Valley, we look forward to serving our clients and our community and making a positive difference. You can reach us at 315-601-9630 for all of your real estate needs. Welcome to EC Radio Podcast. We would like to thank all of our sponsors for joining the Disruption Team, and we hope that you'll support all of our sponsors. And of course, we appreciate you listening to this program. Only on the D! Good afternoon, everybody. It's EC Radio time. How you doing? Yeah, baby, you can find us on the World Wide Web at DisruptionNetwork.net. Hit us up, like our social medias. That's what we do. Big day today, chicken. You had a big day yesterday, too. Big day yesterday, big day today. Stepping outside my normal realm today. Yeah. Stepping a little bit outside my 
my normalcy, if you will, even if that's a word, but stepping into the political conversation today, Chicken, can you believe I it? I know, usually we avoid it like the Black Plague, Yeah. today we're diving right in. Right, we're diving right in. Got to introduce our guest, first of all, the guy who helped us out get this interview, my man from the Crown Network, J.P. Miller. J.P., good to see you, brother. <laughs> What's going on? Good to, good to be here again. I love it here. Thanks for lining this there up for us. Yeah. Appreciate nope, no it. No problem. And he lined up a great guest who I just recently caught on Joe Rogan, running for governor, the gubernatorial candidate, Mr. Larry Sharp. Larry, welcome to the show, man. Great to see you. I am very happy to be here. Thanks for having me. It's awesome. I love that he walked right in and just gave hugs and like, hey, yep. man, I felt like <laughs> the second you walked in, I'm like, I feel like I already know this dude. Like we went to I Proctor together or something. <laughs> we, we've done several bad things together. Don't tell them, please. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I really love is your grassroots of how you're handling everything. It's true. And you're going on podcasts and you're out there. In fact, I was in Buffalo for the last couple of weeks. I saw a bunch of your signs out in Buffalo, East Aurora, yep. all throughout Amherst and stuff like that. And like you're out there doing the yeah. work, my man. People have not realized that 2016 taught us a lot. 2016 taught us that this is now the age of anti-establishment. Mm -hmm. Right. I agree. Trump showed us that from the right, Bernie from the left. And if the Democratic Party infrastructure wasn't so broken and corrupt, Bernie would have been their nominee also. He right? should have been. I felt Bernie should have ran, kept running as an independent. Yeah. I think. I mean, it was that that really was what we wanted. I and mean, we look at it with right. Trump won. And then we look in New York City. You have Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, who also won opposite spectrum, but both anti-establishment. And I always felt that like if he even if he lost, but he went in as a third party, kind of like Ross Perot did, uh, it gives kind of validation to that third party. So we're not felt like in chains by the two party system. Well, it also makes him more powerful. I agree. Right. When you when you like Cynthia Nixon's now finished. Right. She dropped out of Working Families Party. Working Families Party now is endorsing Cuomo. Right. You know, they're useless now. Working Families Party is now useless. What a what a worthless party. They were something special. Now they had an opportunity and they just decided, oh, we're going to quit. Uh, we're useless. Look, what people respect is strength. What people respect is consistency. What people respect is showing some moral courage, right? And mm -hmm. we don't see that. We see people just bend all the time. If you see me talk, there are several things you'll notice. Number one, I never have notes, right? Mm -hmm. I asked you a piece of paper so I could write your names down so I wouldn't screw them up. That's <laughs> <laughs> why I put it down. I want to mess your names up, so, I wouldn't, so that's why I put that down. But that's it. There's no notes. I don't do that ever. I just talk, right? So I do that. I just, I just say what I feel, and I, I don't pander. Some people don't like what I have to say, and it's okay. I get it. Mm -hmm. All I need you to do I is appreciate do two things. That too. Yeah, know that I'm telling the truth, number one, and two, hope that we agree 80% of the time. 80% to me is the answer. It's that transparency you were always preaching about. I love it. Absolutely. I, I really do. Yes. Before we get into it, I'm going to ask you the, the biggest question. Uh oh. How do you like mm -hmm. your steak cooked? I'm a medium rare guy. <laughs> no, no, medium rare, absolutely. And if I if I have to gamble, I'll go more towards rare if I have to. Okay. But I prefer medium rare. A good medium rare is perfect for me. I, l I do like steak. Um, I like medium rare, and I also like mustard on my steak. Mustard. I do like mustard. Yes, I prefer any mustard. type of spicy mustard. All right, you just lost my vote. <laughs> yeah, sorry. No. My 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 little girl, my eight year old, lie, we did the mustard mayo ketchup challenge, and mustard came in last. Uh, may, uh, ketchup came in first, then mayo, then mustard. My daughter's eight. It was very important to her. We did this. <laughs> Where did hot sauce yes. fall? Uh, people asked for hot sauce. She got mad. She goes, there's no hot sauce. This is only on three. <laughs> she made the hot sauce, I think, would win everything. It probably would win. Yes. That's, I think she wanted ketchup to win, so she cheated to make sure that she set, <laughs> she set the polls. Yeah, polls she set. She made the polls work so that only her people could win. That's what she was thinking. Now, is this your first time in Utica? No, no. Really? No, no I don't know. They love him here, There is literally my picture on a wall that says imminent domain is theft. <laughs> yes. Are you kidding me? Yes, downtown Utica. And you have a rally coming up really soon. And I have here. a rally coming up. Yep. Yes. No, no, no. I've been here many, many times. I just I just put a photo on my um 
on my Facebook page. I just drove by a house on uh, my way up from Paris. Um, that had someone's house had a Claudia Tenney and a Larry Sharp sign together on the on their um on their uh, lawn. How do you feel about that? Yes, I'm fine. Like Claudia. She's well, fine. here's the, here's a huge thing because I've been going out and and asking people that are leaning far left and people that are leaning leaning far right for mm -hmm. questions to ask you. Sure. And uh, the biggest thing is like a lot of people don't understand the libertarian stance of things. Mm -hmm. Where to me, I libertarians don't understand. I don't think they do either. Yeah, exactly. well, you yes. know, to me, what I what I gather from it, and I think that I am completely a libertarian, and I believe a lot of Republicans are at this point, is because it's, you're fiscally conservative but socially don't give a shit. Is this correct? And, you know, that's what it winds up happening. I mean, the party winds up being that way as a party. But as individuals, no. There are lots of people who are very conservative or very liberal. The thing I say all the time, it is fine for you to individually be very conservative or very liberal or anything in between. The point is, do you want to use force to make other people be like you? That's the actual libertarian philosophy. So you can actually think that, you know what? I want to be on a commune, and I think communism is awesome. You can be that way if you want to, as long as you want people to volunteer, like the Amish or like the uh, Israeli kibbutzes, right? If you want to do that, libertarians are fine with that. You want to give your money away? You want to be, you know, socialist in your own world? Go ahead. Just don't force me. And people are. We are very often very socialistic. And, you know, we, we join civic associations. We join church groups. We can do it with our family members. But the most key part there is not socialism. The key part there is volunteering. You choose to do so. If you choose to give your money away, go ahead. You mean we're going to have a free country? <laughs> You're asking a lot. Come on. Come on. All right? So weird. Let, let me go with l l less police state. How about that? Can we do that? Let's go there first. <laughs> yes. I want to back it up a little bit for you. Um, was there a particular incident or something that happened to you that made you jump into this race? Was there something that happened or you just like one day you woke up and said, I got it. I want to run for governor. Yeah, I think I was actually going to leave. Yeah, you're right. I was about to bounce uh, from New York. If you look, I say it all the time. I, I preach this. There's no tomorrow. Over 100,000 New Yorkers leave every single year. Because of the weather, right? Upstate New Yorkers. Yeah, period, but heavily upstate. It's, and because, it's, all, it's all about of the, weather. the weather, right? It. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yes, but over 100,000 leave every single year, about a million in the last eight years. Wow. If over 150,000 left last year, if I'm a CEO of a company and I'm losing that many customers every year for eight years straight, I'm a really crappy CEO. And what I'm saying is I'm a business guy. And if I'm running a state, I'm the CEO. I'm the, I'm the marketer-in-chief and the CEO, and I need customers. I need happy customers. I focus heavily on happy New Yorkers. Everything I talk about is how do I make happy New Yorkers. And that might sound silly, but there are two reasons why it matters. Number one, it's in our founding documents, the pursuit of happiness that no one else talks about but this guy right here, the pursuit of happiness. It's why we became a country. It's in our founding documents. We should care about the pursuit of happiness, but more importantly, at, at a more selfish uh, note, if you're happy, you'll stay in New York. Mm -hmm. yeah. If you're happy, you'll build your business here, you'll keep your family here, you'll raise your children here, you'll retire here, you'll spend your pension here. That's what I want. I want people to stay here. I want them to stop going to North Carolina, South Carolina, Tennessee, and Florida. Stop spending their pensions there. Stop bringing them businesses there. Stop getting educated, then moving there because there's no opportunities <clears throat> here. Right. I want them instead to stay here. Happy New York is everything. And I was going to move. I was ready to go to North Carolina. Yeah. I was actually looking at Charlotte. To all the time, I was looking at Charlotte. Big city down south. What I do, I need to have a big city around me for what I do for a living. So I, I thought about Charlotte. And then I said to myself, why am I moving? No, not doing it.
So what kind of plans do you have in, uh, proposing to keep people here in New York? Oh, and my in- God. How many hours you got? <laughs> I mean, it's we just got time, so, brother. We got so much to talk about. Well, right? There's so much. Let me start out with the big thing that because you 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 said you, you were in Liverpool today. Yep. Number one, I love that about are you going to stay working this hard when you're the governor? Yes. Let me let me touch that right now. Here's the thing people don't realize. The reason why I'm doing this, obviously, is so people can know who I am and see who I am. Right. But also so people can decide to not vote against or out of fear, but to vote for someone. Right. Right, right mm-hmm. now, we vote out of fear. You're trying to earn their votes. Yes. And for them to go, I want to show up to vote for something. Right. Not I'm just scared. So I stay home or I'm scared. So I'm scared of left. So I vote right. Or I'm scared of right. So I vote left. Right. You see the Republican or Democrat. I'm like, well, I don't know this guy. So I'm just going to vote Republican yeah, because I, I self-identify as left or right. Therefore, I click that button. Right. Mm-hmm. I want to change that. Number one. But there's more than that. I have to get you on my side because when I win this thing and I can win this thing with just 30 percent. When I win this thing, I'm going to have the assembly against me. When I win this thing. Yes. I love I'm, it. Let me ask you a quick question. When you win this thing, will you come back and talk to us again? Because yeah, and, and Cuomo won't talk about. to us. Let, let me, let, <laughs> I'll keep going. This is my exact point, right? When I win this thing, I'm going to have the assembly against me right away. Yeah. But I'm not the Senate. The Senate, I'm going to be running the Senate within 90 days because the Senate's about split. The second I win this thing, there's going to be three or four or five people who are liberally leaning anyway who are going to jump ship and become libertarians. And I'll happily take them. And when they do, they'll be the swing vote because the Senate's so split. So I'll, I'll run the Senate within 90 days. But the assembly will be harder. So how do I move the assembly? How do I move people trying to sue me? How do I do that? I do it by grassroots. You still have to call your assembly people and say, Governor Sharp is trying to achieve this. Help them out. Why are you blocking them? Why are you blocking them? So I will still need you. So I will still have to actually be on podcasts and be going around. In fact, I've already said this. I'm going to sell one of those cool Cuomo choppers. He's got helicopters. Yeah. Sell one of those and instead <laughs> outfit a bus. A cool. bus where I can actually run the government out of the bus. My, um, my lieutenant governor is Andrew Hollister out of, of Rochester. He's a tech guy. We're both entrepreneurs. Mm-hmm. He's a tech entrepreneur. So what he's going to do, for outfit the bus so we can run the government out of the bus and we can literally drive the bus around the state and run the government out of the state. I have to. Because I don't have party infrastructure. I don't have a massive party. The Libertarian Party doesn't even have an affiliate in every single county. It doesn't have it. Huh. So I, can't, I don't have party bosses. I don't have that kind of thing. So I need you. I need you to still be out there with me. If not, when I break a hole in this system, and I am a Marine, and I will break a hole. I don't mind being first one in. I need you guys to follow me through. If you don't follow me through, I'm not going to survive on the side. So, yes, I will still be here. I'll be doing these things. I'll still be around. I have to. I don't have a choice. I don't have the support structure. To, I, they have the support structure that they can't ignore you. Mm-hmm. Right? right? I don't. Right. That, and the, that's what I love about you. I love that you're out there. Like this yes. morning, I was. I woke up, and I'm just you know getting ready for day, and I was a little – I, I had anxiety, and I don't get anxiety for guests, but you give me anxiety because you it's, it's that. It's <laughs> no, not, that's good or bad. No, it's that hope thing. Like, mm-hmm. because I, I, we all podcast and yep. we all try to stay away from politics because you will lose, you will lose either the left or the right yep. instantly the minute you open your mouth. Indeed. But you're not that. You are like this weird in between thing that I think both sides could agree with. And it's like, I desperately want somebody like you to win so you could awesome. stir up the system tell your shake friends it and vote right. for me and we can win yes <laughs> you, it yes you can tell that you're not your your opinions aren't based upon party lines you can tell that That's you're correct. doing what you feel is your the best and i love the fact that you're coming with fresh new ideas and um but the, what i was saying about trying to keep people here i see there's a lot of like farm to table stuff coming up yes. and people doing business you know new york all new york products staying together yep I didn't know if there's some sort of um, 100 percent already got a plan for that, brother. Do you? I'm there. Absolutely. Wyoming right now has a law 
where if you are a local farmer and you sell only within Wyoming, that you are immune from all federal regulatory bodies. I want to copy that here, but not just for farmers, all small. I was going to say manufacturing. Doesn't matter. If you want to sell only within New York State, and that's what you want to do, sell, then I want you to be immune from federal regulatory bodies. You'll have to be transparent, right? Exactly. You have a stamp that says, we do not follow federal regulatory bodies. And if you as a consumer care about that, you won't buy that product. And if you as a consumer don't care about that, you'll buy that product. It becomes consumer driven, right? So now the consumers can decide how valuable that is. If consumers say no feds, no buying, you won't do it because the consumers won't accept it. You piqued right? my interest on the Rogan podcast when you brought up one little statement about vape shops because mm -hmm. I'm a small business owner and I own a vape shop. Yep. And uh, this state threatens me every single yes. week. You know, they're, well, they'll put the kiboshes to flavors. It's like, yep. then put the kiboshes to the flavor of every liquor on earth. That's correct. You know, it's, it's yes. So, so you, what would your proposal Different be? Different flavors, leave cigars it alone? and completely. Well, let me finish him, then can I get you? Absolutely. I want to make sure I, 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 make sure I take care of this. <laughs> because there's more than that. You brought the idea of farm to table. We have a problem with farmers in general, and that is we don't treat small farmers like small businesses. And we really should. If really you're a should. farmer in this state, you are treated like any other big farm, which you get crushed for insurance, you get crushed by workers' comp, you can't get SBA loans, broken all over. But if you're a seven, ten, five-acre farm, that's a small farm. Mm -hmm. That's a small business. Right. So why aren't you treated like that when it comes to workers' comp, when it comes to insurance, but more importantly, SBA loans, right? Because Why? Because I want you to be able to, for example, as a dairy farmer, you're a dairy farmer. Why can't you get a small SBA loan to create a manufacturing site on your, on your actual farm so you can create craft yogurts, craft right. ice cream, craft cheeses, right? Those kinds of things. But dairy farmers are getting crushed in this state because Absolutely. they're price takers and not price makers. Mm -hmm. I also now, how do I know it could work? Because the beer industry. Look at the beer industry right, right. now. The brewery industry right now is doing amazing. Why craft brews all over the place? They're mm -hmm. now competing. We have a culture of that in New York State that we can make happen. Indeed. Yes. And I think we need to do that with cannabis as well. You read my mind. I was going to say, not just that. Yes. <laughs> oh, you not opened that cannabis. door already, huh? I had to. Hold <laughs> He's on, kicking it it's in. not just cannabis. Hemp also. Uh -huh. Hemp and cannabis mm -hmm. also. How about these farmers? Same issue. Small farmers. The I believe, and some people think I'm wrong with this. I was just at a, a cannabis um, investment summit in Manhattan about two weeks ago. Mm -hmm. Hundreds of thousands, hundreds of millions of dollars being invested from just from this summit. Guess how much in New York State? Don't Zero. Know. Zero. Not a dime. How quick would you make this happen, the cannabis thing? Immediately. I, hold on. Let me. You guys give me a lot of good stuff. <laughs> right. Sorry. Me, we get excited. We're amped. We do. I you, told you, you like we the weren't cannabis. Like, cannabis. Keep going. I got it. I got you. I got you. But uh, the, what, what I'm saying here is I want to actually regulate hemp and cannabis like onions. And I mean that literally. Except one, one minor exception. You need to eight, be 18, year, uh, to 18 years old or older to buy those onions. Right. Mm -hmm. Otherwise, exactly the same. Why? Because I want that small farmer to right away be able to say, I'll start growing hemp and or cannabis. And I then can create, again, once you make the SBA loan available, now all of a sudden I can create craft grows. Right? But here's the best part. As I said, that, that summit I was at, all that money, hundreds of millions of dollars, was all going to go to California, Washington, Colorado, and out of the country. There are people who would go out of their way to invest in craft grows. Again, why? New York State has the culture for it from breweries, from coffees. We have that already. So now you got a small farmer who will grow hemp, hempcrete, 
or hemp plastic or hemp cloth right. or hemp rope or whatever is that I'm not a farmer, whatever that is, right? right? Or they'll grow cannabis products for sleeping or cannabis products for cancer or cannabis products for recreation, et cetera. And all of a sudden now we've got a bunch of craft grows that will happen in the state. That's what I want. And I say onions because I don't want specialized licensing. I don't want heavy taxation. If you have specialized licensing, what will happen? Big business wins, small farmers lose. That was my other question. I was just going to ask you when um, you go into the small farmers, if, would they be able to, you know, kind of like they do at a farmer's market, and like grow the product and sell it directly? Can or you do it with onions? You do. There we go. So, I cause, said onions. Because I had another <laughs> saying, like, if you could actually take it and sell it to a bigger I said onions. Contract. That makes a lot I wasn't of joking. I said onions. <laughs> Grow now, it in your backyard. Thank you. What if you're poor <laughs> and you have chronic pain? Mm -hmm. Grow your medicine in your backyard. Right. I'm totally fine with that. Why? As I said a thousand times, my goal is not righteousness. Righteousness is very low on my priority. My high priority, happy New Yorkers. Happy farmers. Happy people who have chronic pain. Happy people who are poor and have chronic pain. Right? Have a better life. So do that. So all of those things, you can see it get better, 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 better. But I also don't want to have heavy taxation. If you have heavy taxation, what do you get? Black market. Yep. Right. I don't want black market. But I want to go one step further. Some of you in this room just, in theory, might have a dealer. Just saying, in theory, <laughs> one of you might have a dealer in this room. Probably that guy, Z. I'm just saying. <laughs> I'm just saying, in theory. I'm, I'm going to throw us all under the bus. We all do. I'm sorry. <laughs> one of you might be a dealer. Um, anyways, Not me. <laughs> one of you might have a dealer in this room. If we have new regulations right now, we're having the listening tour. What kind of garbage is that? It's embarrassingly bad. If you just make it like onions, now what happens? That dealer doesn't go to the black market. The dealer does something else. He goes and applies for his LLC or his Inc., yep. and he becomes an official dealer, and he pays taxes. Right. He keeps the same customers. He keeps everything. And that guy might be a felon. And he might be a dealer because he's a felon mm -hmm. and he can't get a job. Now he has a job or he and he's be, paying taxes. Or he could be a felon because he was a dealer. That's correct. Yeah. Yes. But yeah. now, guess what? He's not in a dole anymore. Now he's no longer has to be on public assistance. He can just start a business now. Overnight. Now, That's what I want. I want businesses in this state overnight. That's what I want. So your dealer now who charges you X dollars for Y amount of whatever product, I'm not saying anything on, uh, but anyway, right. we'll now charge you X plus a very little bit more because you'll have to pay some taxes on it. That's it. We know that once you get past a certain amount of taxes, the black market opens up. What kind of uh, educational programs do you Hold on, did I answer your question? Yeah, you did. Good, I want to make sure. So you asked a lot <laughs> well, of Well, we kind of got like sidetracked a little yes, bit, but I um, want to know like educational programs for the whole weed industry, you know, because there's going to be so many different facets, you know. Like did you just say... What kind of programs will I have for the weed industry? You can say that. Like, as far as education goes, is like educating people on how to grow, what to grow, what strands. Um, you know I'm a libertarian, right? Onions. <laughs> Let it, whatever. Well, I didn't you know don't have to how many teach are people how to grow onions. onions. Well, I meant for incentives for like people that want to get into this. Like, you know, maybe right because one thing people hate is drugs. I need incentives to make this <laughs> drugs. Well, no, because I'm saying like, guy, what are you talking about? You're gonna have to. The have second I open this up, there will be floodgates of the youth coming here to do this. Mm -hmm. No, I understand it, but Just what like I'm California. saying is like education, yeah, like worse, better than California because California is highly regulated. Mm -hmm. Like agriculturally, like as an agricultural school, is it gonna be added to like college programs? Is like you can take up marijuana farming. Uh, at like Cortland of or Of course, like but hold on, be very clear. I'm not going to do any of that. I won't have to. As this industry explodes, where were the classes for the brewery industry? I don't remember any. I didn't see any. Thank you, because there aren't any. It's not required. Right. Right? Where are the classes now to be a, a dealer? 
Yeah, there's not. I don't need that. Yeah, it's not required. The streets. Yeah, I don't have to do this, man. It's not required. Yeah. All I need to do is I have to break down. I have to break down the current board of regents. Right. The board of regents right now in New York State controls education, and it tells people what they can and cannot learn, and what schools can and cannot uh, teach, and what colleges can even uh, decide what they're going to do. I want to break all that down. I'm going to revamp the entire education system. You want to hear my entire revamp? Do you know it already? I, I know some of it, yes. I, yeah. I have a, a good uh, idea of what you want to do, too, and I have some questions oh, from, I love teachers, that. from teachers. I love too. that. Let me hear it, please. Okay. Um, Let's see. Give me one quick second. Let me do it. Not then let me do it real fast. Yeah, yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. I'll get, I'll get to it. First off, total revamp. Number one, no more standardized testing until you're in high school. Standardized testing for kids does nothing but bad. It makes kids who can't test well feel stupid. It makes them second-class students at 9 and 10 and 11 years old. It's embarrassing bad. It has no, out no uh, indication of their outcome in life at all. It also is an unfair way of grading teachers, an unfair way of rewarding schools. Gone. When we do that, we will lose Common Core. I don't care. Gone. Totally <laughs> fine. Um, again, Good. I'm not against Common Core. I'm against the mandate that forces people to use Common Core. Right. If you happen to have a kid in your class, a teacher who th you, you think will work better on Common Core, use Common Core. I'm the only candidate who says, let teachers teach, then I provide an actual plan that allow them to teach. Yes, but not just that. We'll lose federal funds. We'll lose probably around $4 billion in federal funds. Right now, um, New York spends about $60 billion per year in education, so we'll lose about $4 billion of that. That's fine. I'll show you how we make that up in a second. And how we're going to make that up is by changing K through 12. K through 12 is an anachronism. It should not exist anymore. The last two years of high school, and any of you who are young enough to remember it, gym, study hall, video games, smoking weed. That's it. That's the last two years. You summed right. it up for I was going to say, you've been spying yeah. on me? Exactly. Yes, I hear That's that true. all the time. I see it. That's what's happening. By the way, I'm the only candidate who will tell you that. They will all just say, we got to invest. True. We got to fund. And I'm going, no, it's failing. Stop doing it. They're screwing around. Right. I know. I teach. I see them. I get it. I see what's happening. Let's change the system. It's not working. Right? And remember, there's something real fast. Whenever you hear a Republican say invest or Democrats say fund, you know what they mean? Tax. Right. That's what that means. Invest and fund. Republicans have a better name because investment sounds better. But it's the same thing, taxes. I'm not saying that. I'm saying instead, once we lose those federal funds, we also lose all those federal strings. There's no more strings attached to all that money, which means a bunch of administrators can be let go. A bunch of them can be let go. The average teacher in New York makes about $80,000 a year. The average administrator, over six figures. Mm -hmm. You dump two administrators, you got three teachers at least, if not more. You got new, new school books. You got new computers or whatever. Guess who's not going to pick what you get? This guy right here. I'm going to allow the, the local communities to figure out what they need and to use those surpluses county the way by they county? want to. Oh, district by district. Gotcha. Absolutely. Gotcha. I don't mind at all. But I'm not done yet. All right. Not done yet. K through 12 was K through 10. Now, what happens at that point? Kids are 16. Take a test. You pass. You have a high school diploma. Five choices. Choice one. You decide that you want to go to college. That's awesome. The problem is we've been told a lie. And the lie is the only way to success is going to college and get a great degree and a great job. It's I a like lie. this point. Yes, I it's do. a lie. It's simply not true. It is a way to success. Somebody need to get that? A lie is a way to success, right? But not the way to success. Some people, it's great. Here's the problem, though. The kids aren't ready anyway. When they get to school, the first year of college is 13th grade because kids aren't ready for school. Right. And then it takes six years average to graduate if they even graduate. Now, the worst part about this is so many kids aren't even graduating. They're fighting through school, hating it, having all kind of bad problems, and then they're 26 years old, 27 years old, and go, 
God, I really just want to fix cars. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And there's Man, no shame I, in that. Yes. And, but here's the worst part. I just threw 10 years of your life away. Mm-hmm. And Why did I do that? Thousands and thousands of dollars. And, th- and yet thousands of dollars. But what if he actually graduates college? Now he's 24 years old. He graduates. He's got $100,000 in debt, a degree that has no value, has to work at Starbucks. Wow, that's horrible. What are we doing? But the guy who went to Bosey's, he's 24. He's a plumber. Makes at least 80K a year and has no debt. Mm-hmm. That's the smart kid. Yeah, you ever see a broke plumber? Yeah, no. <laughs> no. But here's the worst part, though. If you hear in school, what is everyone telling you? Don't go to Bosey's of bad kids. It's for dumb kids. Don't yep. do that. Shame on us for that. Yeah, and exactly. I say, look in the mirror. That's our fault directly for saying that. I love Bosey's. I get Thank to meet you. people from all different school districts. It's and- great. Mm-hmm. And we need tradesmen in this state. We need them desperately. I'd like to see that opened up to older people, like in my generation, yes. that say, "Listen, you know, I'm I'm thirty something years old, and I made a lot of mistakes, and blah blah. I wish I could have went back in time." My grandmother's yep. been telling me she's ninety two years old. She's been telling me for for twenty years, "Go be a plumber. Go yes. be a plumber." Now it would cost me thousands and thousands of dollars so to let, go to try let to me do now. That. Explain how this works now. All right, now, so you decide you want to go to college. That's your way. Awesome. It is a good way. Take a two year prep school. Two-year prep school so that now when you go to that college, you are rocking and rolling. So that's 11th, 12th grade? Yep, 11th, 12th becomes a two-year prep school. That's what 11th, 12th grade becomes for that kid. They pick. They decide what school they go there. It could be a school that gets them into medical school or or science or history. I don't care what it is. You pick. They'll, that's fine. Whatever it is. Now, next step. You don't like that. You're the super genius kid. You are so good. You are book smart. There's no tomorrow. Great. Take your SAT. Start college right away at 16. Get an associate's degree wow. right away. Well, you're going to be a scientist anyway. You're a geek kid. Right. Fine. Do it. That's what you want to do. You're going to be a doctor or something. Why hold them back? For, yeah. Why hold them back gotcha. and be bored and be bullied at 16, 17 in high school when you can instead be off doing something and go start your life already? Go. Because a lot awesome. of kids get high, uh, college credits while they're in high school anyway. So just go. Right. Yes. Just go. So, I love it. Prep so what, schools would also have that too. Right? Well, let me just finish real fast. Yeah, go ahead. The third option is trade school. Go to trade school. Become a plumber. Become a mechanic. Become a whatever. HVAC guy. Whatever's your thing. Go. Now, that means two years later, either you're ready of a license or you have an apprenticeship depending upon what you're doing, right? Depending upon the field. Sure. Either one. Off you go. Life is good. You don't want to do that? Go get a job. Just go work. You can work at 16. I do. We work at 16. Go work. Learn what it means to have a boss. Learn what it means to have a work ethic. Learn that when your boss says show up at 8, that doesn't mean 930 because you were tired. That actually means 745. Learn that at 16, right? And people always mm-hmm. say, they're 16, Larry. Good. Make mistakes at 16. Exactly. To yeah. your point, the, the cost for failure at 16 is almost nothing compared to the cost for failure at 26. Mm-hmm. Right. The cost, I mean, we have, an, we have an entire generation of kids. In their 20s, right now. I'm sorry, I call them kids because I'm 50. Right. right. Is anyone in their 20s, right? That's, what, uh, that's another question. How old is he? I'm 50. <laughs> I am. Do people not know how old I am? Yeah. I no, took, I, I figured mid 40s. Oh, look at that. Oh, <laughs> love you, man. I figured, you know, I'm 50. Yes. So it's the, the grain of beard gives it away sometimes. But in any case, um, so now you're 20 something. And we have, if you ask kids who are 20 something now, uh, do they feel like adults? Over half say no. Right. Right. They have adulting as a thing now, mm-hmm. right? That's a bad thing that shouldn't exist. Let the kids make mistakes at 16 instead of 26. Let's do that now. The second thing people ask, how are you going to pay for it? How are you going to make it? How, where are you going to get these schools from? How's it going to happen? Here's what I'm telling you is going to happen. I was a Marine. When I got out of the Marine Corps, I had the GI Bill. The GI Bill said, here's X thousand dollars. You have Y years to use it. How about instead now we have the Education Bill or whatever we call it, right? The Kid Bill, right? 
It's fine. It's a bad name. You pick a name. Um, <laughs> the kids' education, the KE bill, whatever it is, right? They get $20,000 and seven years to use it. Now, what does that mean? I guarantee you when you say that, when you do that, there's going to be a bunch of prep schools that pop up. And guess how much they're going to cost for two years? Twenty grand. Yes, they will. <laughs> $20,000 is what they will cost. Now, how do I know they can be built? Because if you were a bank and someone came to you and asked for a loan and they said, my, the people who come to my school are going to be guaranteed $20,000 of government money, would you give them a loan? Sure. Of course you would. Of course you would. Mm -hmm. That's how I know those schools will be built. Right. Because it's guaranteed money. We have to pay for it by the Constitution. We've got to pay for it 1 through 12. We have to pay for it. So, but here's the best part. Right now, we're paying $22,000 per year per student. With this plan, we pay $10,000 per year per student. We save $12,000 per year. There's about 400,000 11th and 12th graders in New York State. That's more than $4 billion. <clears throat> That's over what we lose with the federal monies. So we make up all the federal money with bonus. Plus, we can get rid of administrators, providing a surplus. So guess what? We get better service, happier kids, happier teachers for less money and a surplus. Wait. Win, win, win. Here's the point that you and Joe Rogan butted heads on mm -hmm. was um, the not doing the standardized testing to forfeit the $4 billion of yep. government money. But you're a businessman. What if we said, all right, we will do the standardized testing between grade levels 9 through sure. whatever. I mean, nine it, and ten. I'm happy with you that. Know I mean, I said we, nothing to why can't school. we negotiate? We can't, can't we? Yes. Well, here's the other issue. There are a lot of people who will very often do this to me. They'll say, Larry, you know, there's this problem or that problem, right? And they'll try to find a hole in my plan. And there may be holes in my plan. My plans may not be perfect. I'm okay right. if they're not. Right. I'm okay if they're skeletons. At I'm least put it them. out there. And but there's a explain. plan. So if you want to measure my plan against perfection, I will always lose because I'm not perfect. No one's perfect. But perfection also doesn't exist. So instead, measure my plan against what's happening now, status quo. Let me give you quickly the plan for both Democrats and Republicans. Done. <laughs> <laughs> There's no plan. That's it. There's no plan. Right? So it's what I'm saying or the same status quo, nothing. Right. Right? Democrats, if, if you're Cuomo, Cuomo says, I'm so proud that we spent $22,000 more than anybody else. And we're rated 39 yeah, in right. half of the things that we have terrible results. <laughs> right. Yeah. Horrible results, unhappy people, kids who leave our state. A lot of and dropouts. Your dropouts, high dropout rates. You're saying you're proud? Shame on you, Governor. That's <laughs> embarrassing. That's em I would be ashamed of that. I would like not say, I would say, education, who does that? I wouldn't even know who does that. It's so bad. And now, and now his ideas now are spend more money. I'm not joking. Spend more money on retreats and classes for teachers. Like teachers are the problem. Right. And here's his best thing. He says, well, we'll train teachers better. So you're going to hire people who don't teach to teach teachers who do teach how to teach better. Wow, is that dumb. <laughs> and the worst part is people buy it. Why would you buy that? Because I have it's the way they're used to. Yes. It's, it's, their, it's, it's their insanely their stupid. Right. It's just bad. It will spend more money. And he's going to tax us more to put more money in a broken system. Now, the Republican says, well, we'll find fraud, waste, and abuse. Whenever someone says we'll find fraud, waste, and abuse, <laughs> I'll ask you, has it ever worked? No. Never. So what they really mean is I'll do nothing. Right. Whenever they say I'll find fraud, waste, and abuse – Read that as, I'll do absolutely nothing. Or I'll just go after the other party. Yes, I'll do nothing at all. Nothing will change one single bit. And, or they'll use the words, as I said before, invest. 
We have to invest in teachers. No, we don't. We have to let teachers teach. Mm -hmm. Teachers have already invested tons of money because the state forces them to get master's degrees right. to teach. Teachers have already invested tons of money. I would rather us not invest in teachers and let teachers do the job that they have busted their rump to do for literally years. Right. Let them go do it. And if they can't fix it, it can't be fixed. I actually had a teacher once tell me this on a radio show. She said, Larry, we have a problem. And the problem is that in my school, I'm bringing in the young kids, the four and five-year-olds. And when I bring them in, they don't know anything. They don't know the colors. They don't know the, the shapes, the, the, the letters, nothing. Yep. And I said, wow, okay, how do we fix that? Note, I didn't say, I know everything. Mm -hmm. I said, you're a teacher. How do you fix it? She said, I want to pay the parents 50 to 100 bucks if their kids pass the test when they come in. And I thought to myself, what a terrible idea. <laughs> That's what I thought. But you know what I told her? I said, and this is on the record I did it on a radio show. I said, you know what? Give it a shot. Can't hurt. No, it could hurt. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it could be a waste it. of money. But my point is, I say let teachers teach. Mm -hmm. I say localization. So I do it. Right? I do it. Because guess what? I may be wrong. This may be a brilliant idea. And she's in the field with teachers and with parents and students. Maybe she's right. Odds are higher for her being right than me. And guess what? If it's local and that local school's money and she's wrong, we all learn. We're transparent. Don't do that. But what if she's right? What if all of a sudden we have awesome kids who all come in knowing their colors, knowing their shapes, and everything's awesome and it only costs 50 bucks, and they're happy with it? Let them do it. So one of the Let's things I want to get back to, like, the standardized testing is I actually kind of like the fact of what you're saying, like, you know, get rid of the standardized testing. Because I feel like in schools right now, they just teach you to pass the test. Bingo. Yes. And kids are getting out of school and they don't know how to, you know, balance their, their chapbook. They don't know how to build credit. They don't they get out of out of school and they don't know how to live life. They Correct. don't know how to do their own damn laundry. For they the don't have to take tests. government either. Right. They, they just go tests, with whoever though. their friends are with. They can take tests. Yep. And that's they what I'm saying. Like, I feel like the schools need to concentrate on life type things like Agreed. when kids get out and they get out into the real world they understand it i mean right now we coddle everybody but then they get on the real world and they realize it's not like it was back in school and they're 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 not set up you you, you walk go out there i got when i was 18 years old i got my charge card and i put like two thousand dollars on it blew it up and i screwed up my credit before i even could build it i wish you were the first one to tell me that that happens all the time <laughs> right and it happens all the time and then we you know we spend thousands of dollars on kids going to school and realize you know uh eh, you know what i want to be a carpenter. Yes. And then you got $1,000. Now they're already in debt. But not just that. The average kid now is going to have five careers, not five jobs, five <laughs> careers. No other government, no other gubernatorial candidate will tell you that because they're career politicians. Mm -hmm. They're going to have one career. Right. Politics. Right. I've already had five careers. Right? All of you guys in this room will have five careers, not five jobs. Right. Five careers. I have it right and now. I have five at once. Already. <laughs> Already there. Yes. That's how it works. Yep. And we think we should sit in school for 10 years. This is a trend you guys may not know. And this scares people when I tell them this. The trend right now, particularly in the up and coming startups, new, um, the newer business models, is anti education. If you have a master's degree in some new places, that's a no hire. Literally a no hire. Or you're overqualified. That's correct, which is why, what do you see people doing all the time? They're now 30, 35, and they're working in government. They're rushing the government because government still cares about this. Most small businesses don't anymore. True. They don't care anymore about you. They don't care. They care if you've done something. Right. They don't care if you have a master's In fact, they see master's degree and they go, oh, you've been taught nothing and wasting your life for 10 years. Mm -hmm. They actually, it's a no hire. 
And to tell somebody that who has a master's doctor degree, they just want to throw up. Right. And I get it because they spent time and money and put their heart into it. And now the, and the market goes, I don't need you. I don't want you. And they can't get a job. Yeah. I've been in sales for many years. And like people doing the job right next to me have you know, $60,000, $70,000 in debt. And they're doing the same damn job I'm doing. Correct. Worse. Worse. Yes. Right. <laughs> I've, taught, I've taught at the graduate level as a guest instructor at both Yale and Columbia. I don't have a master's degree. I'm a master's degree. <laughs> yes. You know what my degree is in? Anthropology. Hmm. Yes. Hmm. Yes. And, and here you are running for government. Yes. <laughs> your, your, your degree in this case, it would do what you want to do, means nothing. Yeah. I want to go back to the whole cutting the schools down to like 10th grade and then you got your, your decision at 16. What happens to the school pro, or to the sports programs and the after school specials? Yeah, you can still have like, them. And here's the best part about it you can still have those if you want to. Yeah. Absolutely. And the system will change, right? In fact, what you'll wind up having is you have schools that will specialize in sports. Uh huh. There'll be prep schools that are specialized in sports, oh. right? That that was what will happen naturally. They got them out west. Already. Yes, they already yeah. have them. The, Vegas the and things California. I'm talking about are already happening many times in Europe, sometimes right. out in and other, they're already happening already, right? Mm -hmm. you, so, yeah, you want to play football, play basketball. Why are you going to a, a, um, a, a prep school that's going to teach you, you know, how to be an electrician? <clears throat> why aren't you in a prep school that is specially set up for people who play football? They'll change classes around. Right. They'll give you the right classes. They make sure you're available for things. It's a football prep school. What's wrong with that? Not just that. What will happen? The colleges will actually have to start. They'll farm there. The colleges will farm at the prep schools. Mm -hmm. Of course they would. The best talent is all there. Right? Of course they would do that. Right. It'll happen naturally. Right? You might say, but the system might be broken. I don't care. It's a crappy system. It really is. Let, let it collapse. I don't mind. We'll have a new one. Everything I'm talking about is facilitating a new idea. Mm -hmm. I do not want to just take, take the, the, root, the, I'm sorry, the rug out from, from people. You do that, they become afraid. Right. People who are afraid make bad decisions. This is true. So let's not make them afraid. Let's give them a nice, good idea to do good things. Now you told me you had a bunch of questions, but you haven't given me one yet. Well, well, I, well <laughs> you haven't found them. No, no, no. no, no. I have my questions. Okay, I have my questions. Ahead. But when we can we go back to the my small business? Go Versus ahead, please. The, the vape industry. Yes. Okay. Oh, I got You're right. So you guys cut me off. Vape industry. Sorry. Yes. I am a big fan of the vape industry. Okay. Big fan. I talk about it all the time. And the reason why I bring it up all the time is because of, of several things. It is in my eyes. It is a poster child for future industries in this state. I'm not a vapor. So in many ways, I, 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 I jump on a lot of, a, a lot of uh, I guess, issues or, 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 yeah, issues or ideas when I don't really have a horse in the race. Mm -hmm. People wonder why. Right. Like a family law, uh, Second Amendment. I don't even own a firearm, right? Um, marijuana and hemp. I'm the squarest guy you'll meet. The, on the only drug I use is caffeine, right? So I don't even vape. But I jump on these because they're right. And I want happy New Yorkers. And they're right. And why would I punish people who are doing the right thing? The thing about vaping I love so much, every single vaping shop I've ever been into has either TVs or lounges yep. or video games or something like that. Why? It creates community. Right. Vaping shops create community, which we need <clears throat> desperately, desperately in this nation as a whole, but also in New York, particularly for the youth. Right. Not just that. It's a cool new industry which means young people want to come here and be part of it. You want to, let me correct you on something. My main clientele, my highest demographic is when I opened, I thought it was a cool young industry. My clientele is 40 up. Yes, your clientele, but the people you're working with are young. Yeah, this yes, is true. This is true. This is about. absolutely true. I'm not talking about clientele. Right. I'm talking to people who want to stay here and work and open up stuff. They're all this under 40. This is true. But yes, what's killing my business about. is the internet. 
where I'm a brick and mortar and what I would see New York like thriving was is saying, all right, listen, you can't buy this shit online anymore. You have to go into one of our shops in New York and purchase it here. But I'm getting killed by some, you know, geeks that live in down south in their grandmother's basement that are buying it and selling it for 50 cent markup, you know, where I have to pay bills and I have overhead, you know. So how about instead I make it easier and better for you to run a business here? Because I do not in any way, shape, or form want to stop commerce from happening over the internet. I want them to do it. But how about instead I make it easier? Because the other thing I like about the industry is you can be a mom and pop and make money in the industry, which I love. That you can, I love the fact you can make money out of your basement or out of your garage. I love that. Mm -hmm. So why don't I make it easier for you to also add that out of your garage or your basement so that you can have a secondary or tertiary uh, revenue stream? I would rather make that happen for you than to punish the guys in South Carolina. Sure. And I'd also rather make it to where you're not paying, you know, killer, excuse me, you're paying horrible insurance. You're not paying licensing fees, which are unnecessary to have in the first place. Right. You're not being, you're not deciding when and where you can do your, you know, open up your business. When they're not making a 21 or above, when they're doing all, I'd rather make it easier for you to run your business right. and to create that community mm -hmm. and to create the environment that people want to come to your store than punish someone in South Carolina. Right. Because you, you're one of these people that say that uh, New York State. Um, beats new businesses down with a stick. Any, anything, Always. any new idea, we, we, we decide to crush Cryptocurrency, it. Cryptocurrency, blockchain, vape, hemp, cannabis. <laughs> hit it with a stick. I don't know what it is. Hit it with a stick. <laughs> red tape, red tape. I don't red know what tape. that is. Hit it with a stick. What is that? It's new. Kill it. That's what we do every single time. Right. Which is why the youth leave. Yeah. So you're right. The, the clientele of the vape industry is all over. Right. All over. But the actual people who work in the industry, most of them are young. This is true. Yes. And I want them to stay. I'll say it again. I want them to stay. So I am not about raising. I'm actually less. People in the industry want more regulation than I do. If you ask the average vape board, they go, fine, we'll go 21. I'm like, no, 18. No. <laughs> we just want to appease the government. Yes. We just don't take and our I flavors away. No, Whatever no, no. you want to do. If you appease the government, you give them anything, they will crush you. In this state, that we feel like we have every no choice, time. though. No, you do have a choice. His name is Larry Sharp. This is true. He's running for governor, <laughs> and you can vote for him November 6th. You have an absolute choice. You do that, and I will defend your industry because I should defend your industry because you all should defend your industry. That's why. Because I don't know what the next cool thing is but once they punish you that next cool industry is next right that that's why i said hemp and cannabis not like they regulate the hell out of it in california like onions that's why i said it vaping like i don't know metallic onions right whatever but just <laughs> onions same concept right look you gotta be 18 or older right. i get it you should you need to be an adult through these things I I'm, I'm with you on that yeah. you must be an adult i get it so guess what? They want to have a policy where they have somebody come in and check IDs or whatever. Fine. I don't have a problem with that at all. No worries. But I don't want to decide that, oh, yeah, now. Because once they say 21 to buy, the next step becomes 21 to work. Right. And you know it's a, the tobacco industry is putting the Thank you. biggest, you yep. know, And again, you hear me say it every time. If you regulate, big business wins, small business loses. Every Guaranteed. Time. Guaranteed. And that's why they're punishing the baby industry. People use vaping for all types of things to stop bad habits. And right. every single person I know who owns a vape shop, vaping somehow helped them in their life. This Everyone I know. There may be others who aren't, but every single one I know is someone where vaping helped them to lose weight or to stop smoking or to kick a habit or insert thing here. They found a reason to break a bad, a worse habit by now starting vaping and help them. In well, some with the CBD more. too. People are vaping their yes, CBD. Yes, absolutely. And why shouldn't they? Right. Absolutely. It's so, helping yes, people. That is why I support... The vaping industry is an is a industry that reduces harm. Right. It's harm reduction. 
I agree. And people will say, but the data, there's no data that says anything else. That's fantasy. That's made up. It's just fantasy. It's like uh, marijuana kills. No, it doesn't. That's a fantasy. They just right. made this up. It's a fantasy. It does not exist. Mm -hmm. I know some people don't like the fact that I support the administration. They get mad. Some people don't like the fact that I support cannabis. They get mad. Are you open to all drugs, though? I mean, are you just... Would no, not now. No way. The state's not ready for it. We're not ready for no it. Way. We don't right. know what's going to happen. No, I'm not. But aside from that, In what... theory, theory, yes. In practice, no. Let's do cannabis. Let's check... What... The, the issue people say, but Larry, what about heroin? <laughs> no. But here's my issue. Absolutely not. I don't know what's going to happen with heroin in three years once we legalize cannabis. Can I? When you legalize cannabis, you will have a whole lot of addicts begin to go away. How do I know that? It's already happened. The data's in. It begins to happen. Right. So heroin may or may not be a big scourge in three years anyway. So I don't want to touch any of those things until we deal with cannabis first, then relook at the system afterwards. What about plant medicine? You bring up... Um you know, cannabis and, and whatnot and the, and the benefits, but things like Abigaine that have been known to treat uh, heroin overdoses in, or heroin, you know, uh, addicts and uh, opiates and PTSD, PTSD. and yes. depression and anxiety. It helps a lot. The it's know, a look, If I don't have to fight federal guidelines, if I don't have to fight, you know, the federal issues, let me just fight on cannabis first. Right. I don't know if all the things you've mentioned, if all of them are on the federal watch list or not. Yeah. If they are, I may or may not want to deal with them. Be forward with mm -hmm. you. I'm, what I don't want to do is I don't want to push so far that I lose everything. Right. Well, we, we've personally we have a personal connection because we've known people who have been cured of the uh, heroin yes. addiction because of this plant. And um, is this plant a schedule, a schedule one? Yes. Yes. But it's also legal in Mexico and Canada. And they actually have clinics where you can go and be treated under the um, Good you know, question. watch of Let me see. I don't I don't know about that one. That one that maybe if it's schedule one, it's a I don't know if I can actually realistically fight two schedule one drugs. Gotcha. Just being forward with you. If I think I can fight two schedule one drugs. Yes, I would. But I'm not sure I can. I think the, the oh, you know, legalizing marijuana definitely opens that door. It does. So. Well, the, well look, there's always the opportunity of, of legalizing marijuana and then kind of turning an eye on others. That's possible, too. Also, Bob, I don't know, to be fair with you. I, don't, I know that's not the right answer you want to hear. I'm just telling you the truth. Fighting two schedule one drugs. Again. Thank you. Yeah, I'm just saying. <laughs> it, it may be a bridge too far. I don't know if it is. I, I don't want to push so far to where I get nothing. And I appreciate the honest answer, so. you know, not the political answer. And that's what I like best about talking to you is we're getting your real it's input. True. We're not he's not getting, a politician. Right. That's true. Right. Yes. I'm the only guy running who does not have a career to protect. I have no career protect. I have no big interest. My my largest donation, my, not my largest, my my average donation is is eighty bucks. So how are you funding this though, the guys? People writing checks. I, I believe it or not, I am my third biggest donor. So I've actually put my own money into this too. I put my time and money. You guys may not know this, but I'm I'm in theory a business guy. Right. I'm right. not anymore. I do this, but in theory I'm a business guy. <laughs> in theory we're business guys and we do this. <laughs> there we go. Yes, exactly. So yes. Um. So so right now I'm just losing money. Um, if I'm not in front of uh, customers, I'm not making money. I don't. Have, I don't get a salary. Right. right. I don't have that. I have a wife. And, I have a wife who does not work and two kids. And I live in New York City, so you can imagine my bills. How Lack. much money do you have in the bank? <laughs> Which bank? <laughs> like, like personal. And the reason I'm going to ask is sounds like an offensive question that we've all been told not to ask anybody our whole lives. But the yes. reason I'll ask you this question is because 
I see the memes on like Nancy Pelosi, yeah. who like should have made five million dollars throughout yeah. her career, but has a hundred and ninety-four million dollars in the bank. Yeah. Are, we we don't we can't expect that from you. Yeah, no, I don't. I know I don't mind. Uh, I don't mind the question. I said I said in the beginning, there's no rules, and there's no rules. It's okay. fine. If I didn't want to ask the question, I'd just go. I'm not going to answer that question. I would just say that. I would <laughs> I've be, had people. I not would be transparent on my belligerence sure. if I were going to do that. But no, I don't mind. I'm in debt. I don't mind. Okay. I knew that was going to happen. I purposely did it. I knew. If you remember something, again, you can imagine what's happening in my in my in my in my life. I'm sacrificing, right? I'm going to be in debt, of course. There's no doubt. But why am I doing it? Because I'm serious. Because I can win, and I don't want to leave New York. But the reality of, it, reality of it is, I'm a business guy. I can make the money again. Right. I can make money again. Right. And this is any serious entrepreneur values time more than money. Right. Any serious executive values time more than money. You can always make more money. You can't make more time. My kids don't have time. I want to save my children. I don't want them packing up and leaving. Right. I have, a, I have two daughters, 14 and 8. If I don't try to fix this now, by the time they're older, they're leaving. They're leaving. I know that. We think about leaving all the time. Yes, I know that. <laughs> In fact, if they don't, if they're only leaving, if I don't leave before them, right, right, that's right. it. Take them away earlier, right? I don't want to leave, so I put my life on hold. I've been doing this over a year, guys. Over a year. Well, I lost over fifty percent of my income last year doing this. Over fifty percent of my income last year doing this, and I will lose over seventy-five percent of my income doing it this year. I will lose lots of money. I don't feel sorry for me. I knew what I was doing. It's right. A, I knew what I was doing. All I'm saying is understand, I'm not playing. I'm serious. I joke all the time because I'm just fun and it's nice. And when I joke, it's good. I'm human. Right. And I want people to know that I'm human. But I'm serious. This is a winnable race. We should win. But even if I come in second, so what? All my ideas still come out anyway. Mm -hmm. That's, yeah, that's absolutely. the exciting part. All of them come out anyway. Absolutely. No matter what. You get people discussing this, these things. Yes, there's going to be a microphone in my face every single day if I come in second. How'd you do it? How'd you do it? How'd you do it? You're gonna be calling me every day. You coming back on? You coming to Utica? Come back on? Coming to Utica? You gonna be calling me every day? Absolutely, I yes, will. Yes, you are. Yes. So I'm gonna still get everything out that I'm saying is gonna come out anyway. So I'm okay with it. So that's how my finances are. Did I answer your question? Yeah. Well, you know, you could elaborate into into the corruption. How broke I am? No, Thanks. into the corruption of how all these other politicians should. I don't care about them. And I like here's that. Here's why I don't, don't care about them. That's awesome. Yes, I don't care about them. I don't care because here's what happens. If, if, if we, everyone tells me that, you're going to put Cuomo in jail, lock him up, blah, blah, corrupt, 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 corrupt. Here's two problems. Number one, if we put Cuomo in jail or Bob Jones in jail or Phil Smith in jail, who's helped by that? Right. Nobody. Right. You just spend all your time and energy trying to get him in jail instead Feeling of just righteous. moving on. Feeling righteous. Right. Yeah. I feel righteous. Look how righteous <laughs> I feel. I put him in jail. You'll feel righteous as you pack up your U-Haul and move to Tennessee because New York still sucks. <laughs> That's not good. I want to make New York not suck anymore. I want to make it to where people want to stay here. To I'm going to judge my, my first term. I will judge it by one important number. Are 100,000 New Yorkers still leaving? If they are, I'm failing. Right. Mm -hmm. If they're not, I'm winning. So that's the first step. I want to make sure that we don't focus on putting people in jail. I don't care where Cuomo goes after November. Just go away. <laughs> go I'm away. with I'm you there. It's like an ex-girlfriend. Yeah, yeah, just go, go away. away. You don't have to go to jail's fine, but I don't care if you go to jail. Just, just not here anymore. So I can start fixing things. I want to focus on fixing things. If you look right now, the Democrats, Cuomo, as he's talking, he, his entire campaign is literally Trump is evil. Mm -hmm. That's his whole campaign. Right. Who's helped by that? What's the answers? No answers. 
What, what's the what's the Republican? What's his uh, campaign? Cuomo's corrupt. Yeah, we didn't know that one. <laughs> yeah. Shocker. Oh, my God. Wow. Oh, is that true? I had no idea. Yes, exactly. Again, no one's helped. So I don't focus on slinging mud. I do sometimes. Like, I, I will insult people. Like, I, I, I call the Republican a sacrificial lamb because he is. <laughs> and I call Cuomo his majesty, King Andrew. I do because he thinks he's a king. I do. Right. Right. But I don't focus on these things. I tease and I say it. And then I give an answer or a solution. You brought up, you know, going to jail, and uh, I've, I've read where you are uh, looking into like for victimless crimes, letting mm -hmm. people out of jail, and I think that's a great, great thing to do because but, I think the process yeah. for prison bullshit is getting way out of hand. Yes. And once they're in there, they're in there for life. Th there's much. several pieces to that, though. I don't just want to do blanket, right? And that's the reason why I don't want to do blanket. Um, one of them is, here's what I know: in prison, there are three, three types of people. People who are really bad people and probably should never get out, right? I know that. On top of that, people who should pay their debt to society, whatever that is, pay their debt, and they're going to second chance at life. My mom was a felon, so I get that completely. Mm -hmm. The last one, people shouldn't be in prison at all, victimless crimes. Those three exist. Here's the problem. I don't really know which ones are which. Mm -hmm. But you know who does know? Corrections officers. My father was a corrections officer at Rikers Island, right? I've seen the system on both sides, right? The route they do know. And they're being punished and abandoned by our current governor. They're not being helped at all. And they should be the ones helping us decide how this works. How do I know this? Look at Massachusetts. Massachusetts has what's called the Humvee program. It's basically a couple of COs, corrections officers, try to pick and choose what people should come from what uh, community, in this case, veteran community, put them together with volunteers from outside, people who love these people come inside to help. And this program allows people to get out. Now, the recidivism rate in Massachusetts is about 75%. For this program, less than five. That is a massive change. People get out and don't come back. I want to do that for people with victimless crimes. People often say, but Larry, just pardon them. While that may feel righteous, that is unfair to everyone. How many people have been in jail six, seven, eight, ten years? They are now violent. Not just that, they don't know how to function outside. Sending them outside is actually cruel. I want to give them, like when I was in the military, when you get out, what's supposed to happen, which the military has been, a bad, has been bad at this, a SEPS program, separations program. This is going to be my next question, but... It's a SEPS program, awesome. right? It's get them to come out. And again, COs help to pick and control loved ones of inmates and volunteers <clears throat> come in to help so there's no extra taxpayer dollars, right? So no extra taxpayer dollars, and now they come out, and now we give them a SEPS program. How to get them back into the world. It's not fair to them because... They can't survive. Some of them have become violent or become institutionalized. Mm -hmm. We have to get their mindset in the right. And the world's changed out. so much. And the world's changed so much. Absolutely. And on top of that, it's also not fair to New Yorkers to all of a sudden have, you know, 100,000, 50,000, 10,000 people thrown into the workforce where we don't have jobs now. It's not fair to New Yorkers. It's not fair to, not fair to anybody. A SEPS program is the right program. And we must include, I keep saying this, it makes some people so angry, I know, but I say it anyway. We have to include corrections officers in this. We have to include, this is the, the problem. If you want to solve a problem, it can't just be one-sided. It can't be all corrections officers are bad guys and all prisoners are, are victims. Mm -hmm. Or all prisoners are evil and all corrections officers are magical, perfect law enforcement. And how's the administrator up in the booth, up in his own office, going to know who's a violent person? Thank who you. Needs to be exactly. Out? So I need them to help out and work together. We can do this. It's possible. How do I know? I've done this in businesses. You come in have to fix things, right? You talk to people. You find the right answer. You implement it. Can be done. We can do it. So yes, there needs to be real prison reform, not just well fund or we'll give them free iPads or whatever other terrible <laughs> ideas. We horrible get. Yes. And, and this is what I oh hate too God. is like they get out of prison. And you touch on it, and and the world's changed and everything's you know. But now they're 
They're marked as a felon. They can't own a firearm. They can't vote. They, anytime they go for a job, they got to mark they're a felon, so nobody's hiring them. Yep. So they end up doing delinquent jobs with other delinquents. Yes. And they just fall back into that same problem. And I feel like if we can kind of get over that stigma, people make mistakes. Yep. And they pay their due, you know, debt to society. Let's help them become better members of society instead of just launching them out there and saying, you can't have a job. You can't vote. You can't do anything. Yes. Now you're, you're When you punish people for their entire life, that is by default cruel and unusual punishment. It's against the Constitution. It's by default, right? What? Pay your debt, whatever that is. Pay your, pay your time in jail. Pay your parole. Once you're done, you should get all your rights back once you've paid your debt, period. No, without question. Yes. Did that answer your question? Yes. Thank you. So, Larry, it's January 1. You won the governorship. You're in. What's your first order of business? Uh, cry. <laughs> that's the first one that's number one um after a good cry i don't know um vape what do you think yeah i was gonna say smoke a one. joint but yeah, yeah you know. vape fine yeah, yeah, vape. You <laughs> we'll vape some cbd it's fine whatever but how are you gonna go <laughs> yeah. the corruption actually vape you some thc maybe anyway I'm <laughs> yeah. what about the corruption in politics in upstate new york or just yeah. in new york in general it is the most corrupt state in the whole it's, country it's for horrible. sure i mean we're really in trouble and the issues remember is when it comes to corruption, there are several things to keep in mind. The first thing is we have to have a culture of transparency. I know I say transparency all the time, mm -hmm. but we have to. When people do something corrupt, right? When him and I want to be corrupt, I don't say, okay, you think you want to get five years for this or ten? <laughs> I don't do this. What I say is, are they going to catch us? That's all I care about, being caught. In a more transparent environment, people are more afraid of being caught. You will have by default, you will have less corruption. That's step one. How do you do that? By literally having something which I'm calling the Office of Transparency. The Office of Transparency is literally going to be an office where you call, you email, you, you reach out and say something's wrong, and we investigate and check it out, and we shine a light on it. You want to stop bad behavior? Shine a light on it. Every single time, that's what will help. Right now, if you try it, you do a four-year request, and it always gets, oh, we don't have time, oh, no, denied, stopped all the time. Why? Because right now what government is is like this. I win the election. Aha. Elections have consequences. I will now enforce my will upon all of you. Well, we voted, so you're all screwed. That's how it works right, <laughs> right. right now, right? Yes, of course. That's why it's all a, a fear, fearful. Instead, I want to make it to where I win. Now my job is to protect the rights of the individual against the local bully. Right? But right now when the local bully decides I'm not going to do this, or I'm going to be corrupt, I'm not going to do this kind of thing, when that happens, he's enforcing the king's will. He's protected. No one gets him. But it goes further than that. I have to make sure that we don't just say transparency, you see what's going on. We also stop with all these boards, with all these committees, with all these authorities, because you have to combine two things, the culture of corruption with those boards. Here's why it's bad. If you notice, all the people who have been arrested, indicted, convicted, all of them, they're on some board, some authority, some committee, every one of them. Uh, yeah. Every one of them. Damn right. Let's get rid of them. Those things are literally petri dishes for corruption. Sprinkling money, corruption grows. Every time. Here's how it works. I am his majesty, and you gave me $40,000 for me to run uh, for office. I go, thank you so much. You say, hey, um, I have a problem. I think that my school's in trouble. I go, you know what you think I need to think you need? You need, haha, a football field. And this guy builds football fields. So why don't we give you guys $100 million and you'll pay him to build a football field? 
That kind of thing keeps happening. Right. Or we'll go to the Regional Economic Development Corporation to decide where the football field goes. You'll decide and you'll pick uh, him, who's your other buddy, or your other partner. That happens again and again. <laughs> don't and don't again. forget about the zoning guy that has to get his The zoning guy and gets <laughs> his cut again and again and again. Fire Marshal has to come get his pen. all the time. Now, how do I know it's so bad? Well, because His Majesty has received over $800,000 from people who he's put on boards. Over $1,000. It's a lot of money. I'd like to have that money myself. That'd be awesome. But not just that. These guys go to, go to court, and they're not denying what they've done. They don't deny what they've done. I'm going to be clear about that. So it's like I, I, I accuse you of murder, and you go, yep, I killed him. I go, great. So you're pleading guilty? No, no, I'm going to go to court. What? <laughs> I'm, you said you did it. Yep, totally killed that guy. Totally killed him, stabbed him, dead. It was me. Got it. So you're pleading guilty. No, I'm going to go to court. That's happening. Why is that happening? Because they believe that they've done nothing wrong. They believe that's the way of doing business. That's what everybody does. That's how it's done. And that whole culture has to change. And I, what I hate, too, is like when, you know, like Trump didn't, people are saying Trump didn't pay his taxes, and their first rebuttal is, well, neither did Hillary. And, yes. and you're proving the point that like, it's broken. Like, yes. You need to fix that for yes. both parties. Absolutely. So that's, that's what I want to fix. You want to fix corruption? Transparency, getting rid of boards, changing the culture of corruption, making whistleblowers heroes, not enemies of the state. Right. Right? Right now, whistleblowers are enemies of the state. They should be heroes. Right? And the biggest one Wasn't we know is- Wasn't there a law, no, or a whistleblowing law? Like yeah, which a, means nothing. Yeah. Which means nothing. Right. Yes, of course. <laughs> yeah. But like guys like Eric Snowden. Yeah. Right. Eric Snowden's a hero. Yeah. He's a hero. And people hear him like he's the worst thing in the world. Right. Hero. Absolute hero. I, did I answer your question? Yes, absolutely. But what's going to stop you from getting corrupted? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Let's give it a shot. <laughs> All the free vape you want. We're here. Yeah, yeah buddy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes. um, uh, no, my, my assumption is, and, and, I, and I don't know this for sure, but if I lose or get removed or lose my next election, I just go back to work. Right? The problem with these guys is, most of them only know politics. They right. hide in politics. Yep. Yes. If they actually got fired or lost their job, they're finished. I feel bad for the Republican. He's going to come in third. He's finished. Mm -hmm. Like he's done. Right. And all he's done this his entire life since he's 18 years old. And he still thinks he's fine. He took this gig because he thought, oh, you're going to throw money my way so I can win my next election? Sure, I'll be your placeholder. Sure. I'll be your sacrificial lamb. Do you have to work hard? Nah, don't worry. <laughs> Cuomo's going to win anyway. Right. That's what happened. And all of a sudden, here comes Larry Sharp. He's like, oh, no, I got to work for this thing. Right. Yeah, you got to work for this thing. And you're not ready to work for this thing. The people that you're hear you speak third. love you. Yes. Absolutely. As soon as, the, as soon as you get in front of an audience, everybody, they love you. And that's how I felt. And, and it'll cross parties, but like I, I felt that way about Bernie Sanders, sure, and I'm did. feeling that way with you as people well. People thought it was Trump too. True. People well, thought it was Alexandria Ocasio before she actually had to say what she felt. But yes, that was happening too. Why? Anti-establishment. Right. Hope. Our, our Hope. Uh, partner here, Todd Williams, wants to know what are you doing to overcome the two-party uh, system mentality to be elected. Is he not listening to me right now? <laughs> Does he not have two functioning ears? Actually, he needs one functioning ear, actually. Does he not have at least one functioning ear? <laughs> yes. No, the reality of it is you look back. Uh, uh, Obama used to use email because 10 years ago, that was the cool thing to use to raise money and raise, raise awareness. Uh -huh. Now everyone uses it. Right. Trump used Twitter. Right? What am I using? Podcasts. Sure. So I'm using podcasts and Facebook. I'm using the technology required, right? Mm -hmm. The bad part about it is that's why the polls are always wrong. 
right? Right. Because the polls don't take into account whatever is the new thing, right? Polls do things like, we called likely voters on their landlines. Right. That's polling. Mm-hmm. I got we polled the other day. People. They didn't want to hear what I had to say. Oh, no, no because the, when, when you got polled, actually was actually a candidate calling you. No, the, it was door to door. Ah, yeah. Probably was candidate, though. Did he ask if you believe funded. in Jesus Christ? No. no. No, it was probably candidate funded. <laughs> Can't remember. Candidate funded, like, for example, the Republican is, is paying people to go out and do it. Yep. He, he's not actually doing polling. He's actually trying to push his own agenda. Gotcha. It's called push polling. So he's not actually polling. He's trying to push his agenda and make it look like it's a poll so he can get his name out. Right. Those who don't want to hear anything of it. We got like two questions in and he's like, okay, we'll have a good day. Yes. <laughs> All he wanted to do was say, can I get your vote for my guy? Yeah. Whoever your guy or gal was. And it was not going to go Which is in why his he direction. Walked away. Right. That's yeah. not polling. Absolutely. It's not polling. Do you, do you yeah. check the polls all the time? Are you, Never. Are you one? To, yeah. You Why? Want to know where your percentage is at? I already you? know what it is. 2016 yep. proved to us that polls mean nothing. They do. Yeah. yeah. Or votes. Yeah. Right. That, well, <laughs> right. No, I didn't know about where I am. Yeah. I know. I'm, I'm somewhere between 8 and 12%. Uh-huh. That's so I'm you have now. to tap into that huge amount of the state that does not vote. Or have some big explosion so people notice me more. Right. right. My issue is that my, my name recognition is give or take about 35%. Okay. That's where we are about there. Yep. Um, which is not high enough. I can't win with that. Millions of dollars would win you this race easily. Let me be very clear. If I got $2 million, I would bet that $2 million that I'd win. We got any millionaires out there yes. watching? Fact, hey, was, any millionaires okay, watching? If would give me two- money, remember that there, is, there are campaign <laughs> finance rules. You can only give me forty-four thousand dollars. I know I you were getting me forty-five. I can't believe Rogan didn't get you the yes, money. That, yes, no. That's, <laughs> well, that's the funny thing is, uh, Rogan actually got me a, a lot of um, a lot of a lot of people. Rogan, Rogan got me a lot of votes. Dave Rubin got me a lot of money. Different audiences, mm-hmm. huh? Different audiences. When I when I left Dave Rubin, I had a, I got a lot, I saw a massive increase. And what in, would you do with the, the money? Would get you on the airwaves? That's all we do. That's it. It's all your doing. recognition. That your, your name recognition. Let me anyone listening who has lots of money who actually wants to make sure I win this thing, write me a check in some way, shape, or same in some some way, shape, or form for forty thousand dollars. You can go forty four. I'll take forty. Here's what I promise. You do that. I will take all forty thousand dollars and I will just do just do TV ads. That's it. That's all I'll do. Forty grand TV ads. You will see a massive spike, a massive increase. Done. You want to make sure I win? Get me ten. Of those $40,000 donations, I'll win this thing. That's so awesome. I so I need. It, it, the sad part, I wish it wasn't true. The last piece of my victory is just win. It's just money to yeah. win. It's just money. I already have the message. I have the infrastructure. If you throw the cash, I've already made the commercials. Some right. you might have seen If you look, i made commercials already. I have them. I don't have enough cash to put them out on, on uh, the actual mainstream media. Well, the cool thing is, it's, is if you did win, you would actually save us money. Yes. <laughs> you know, and I like yes. the stuff that you're coming from. Now, I had people with your whole thing on the, the lease the highway situation. Yep. Oh, they don't understand it. Yep. That's um, correct. But, but also, I want to go into, uh, I go into that, that, that topic right there, but I also want to go into what scratch, you know, pick your head on like sports betting. Mm-hmm. Like, can we, can we do that? Can we please so bet on some games here? Let, let me deal with gambling <laughs> and let me deal with, with that, both of those two things. All right. Number one. When it comes to leasing naming rights, let me be clear, it's leasing naming rights. Mm-hmm. People say, he's going to privatize the bridges. That's what they always say. That's what they say to me. Yes, and they're wrong. I'm not saying privatize bridges. I'm a business guy. Why would I give up the asset? Right. That's insanely stupid. Right? I have an asset. That's like you have a rental ap- apartment and you sell it. Why? You're making money on your rental apartment. 
right? Why would you sell it? It's right. like the same you thing about a it. dome, right? Like, if you... like a dome. Yes. I... Look, here's the issue. Very simple. We have massive infrastructure in this state. Why in the world aren't we using infrastructure to raise money? We've paid for it. We're still paying for it now with our taxes. Right. We're paying for it with tolls, right? So we have the, the, the Mario Cuomo Bridge. We mm -hmm. have that. Why is that instead not the Apple Bridge? Or the 3M bridge. Right. I love that bridge. idea. Yes. Or, or the disruption network throughway. Of course. Right. Well, what I hear is <laughs> people say. But the point say... is, though, that throughway, here's the issue with it. It has to be something to where it makes sense for a business. Does a business want to sponsor a throughway? Probably not. It's not mentioned often. It's not covering up. It has to be something to where you could actually be able to show value, which means you might have to change how your signage is done. You have to change the rules and regulations on that. Otherwise, it isn't worth it, right? But a bridge is literally, literally named every single day during rush hour hundreds of times. Right. Hundreds of thousands of cars pass that bridge, your name on it. That is obviously valuable. Mm -hmm. Throughway, I'm unsure. So the throughway, I would think you, you might have to do it within region or maybe or maybe like a you know some major sponsor. But I would like to see like the throughway of anything get sponsored, so that way maybe it could be free or like way. exits. I, yes, Toll that bridges. might work. See what his idea might work. Exits might work. And what you can do is you could actually lease the exits. However, the, the, the rent or the lease for the exit is maintenance on the rest of the road. Does that make sense? I love it. My issue is I love I, it. it has to be valuable to a business. It can't just be, I want to sponsor a throughway. Who wants to do that? I want to put money into something where I get my marketing dollars back. Now, I use it for the Erie Canal. Erie Canal is massive, mm -hmm. over 500 miles. It's like 36 locks, huge. Why aren't we naming each lock and making them tourist traps? I mean, right. tourist sites, <laughs> right? So yes, make you know, and now it's and McDonald's can own them, like the exits on the on the uh, throughways. on the throughways, right? right? The exit has it only has a McDonald's or it only has an Exxon or whatever. Roy right? Rogers, Roy right. Rogers, right? Exactly. Why aren't we doing that for the Erie Canal? Of course we could, yeah. right? So we're leasing naming rights. I am not giving anything away. Leasing the rights, and here's what people say: but then the bridges will collapse. In case you didn't notice. Bridges collapse now in New York State. Oh, yeah. They yes. collapse now. They have been for many they years. They have been. For, yes, they're collapsing now. Well, they say 80% of the whole country's bridges are yes. in unfavorable conditions. But could you imagine if now, say, for example, Apple has the bridge? Again, we own the bridge. So we have to inspect it, right? We inspect the bridge. It goes down from A to B or C to D or whatever it is. We tell them to fix the bridge. You don't fix the bridge, you lose the contract. We ask for repercussions. Yes. Yeah. Crazy. This could actually happen. Safer bridges, we get money, and it's the best part. We're not paying for maintenance now. What does that mean? <gasps> Less spending. Look at that. A surplus, maybe. Wouldn't that be crazy? And on top of that, no tolls. And, and also- Now, hold on. The, the idea of you saying sponsoring a highway. I have another way of sponsoring a highway instead, right? ID1 is, is broken up, right? Yeah. Everyone's about ID1, ID1. Right. Larry, how are you going to fund ID1? Ooh, fund. What do I hear that? Taxes. No. Instead, here's what I'm going to do. I said, I'm not going to fund it. I said, what? Not going to fund it. Here's your answer. Google Road. We'll have a Google Road next to it. Google so you're, you're it. proposing build a road next to the that road that's there. Yes. Would that would that break into the eminent domain thing, though? Should, no, no. Uh, not eminent domain. There's enough space okay. already there. Yes. Okay. No. No extra space unless people are okay with it, right? If it's required for something, I'm not against people giving their land up if they want to. Right? Maybe Apple will pay them or Google will pay them tons of money for their land. Fine. Right. But eminent domain should only be used. And we're in Utica. What a coincidence that uh, is. I know. Yes. Eminent domain <laughs> should only be used in two cases. One, not using it would hurt someone. And two, there is no other answer. If that's true, I'm okay with eminent domain. But if those two things are not true, I'm not okay with it at all. So okay. no, no eminent domain. So you find the answer, right? How do we build that? Build the road. 
They get a Google road. Now, they can do whatever they want with that road. I don't care. Charge people, have driverless cars, have driverless buses, whatever. Make it a, a freight line, whatever right. they want to do. Up to, up to them, right? They can do whatever they want with it. Charge a toll if they want to. Their road. Their maintenance, their leasing fees for that road is maintenance of the highway. Brilliant. So now the highway is now being held. We now have two choices, more choices. The highway is one choice. If you want to use that, go ahead. Or use the cool Google road. You choose. Consumer decides. One thing I like about that is, um, you know, there's certain roads here that every time, the you know, local governments or whatever, they put the money on those high-profile roads, yep. and then there's other bridges and whatever that go neglected. And this way, and let's be honest, you know, the, we're using the government to, to balance the money. You know, so now they, they actually have sponsors to go right directly. But what happens to the bridges and stuff that aren't being sponsored? Yeah, great They question. just be covered under Two the— Two different options. Option one is let's say that in a certain area there's not enough sponsorship. It doesn't exist. No worries. All the money we're spending on the other big things, we can now shift to that, right? Because let's say, for example, for the sake of argument, your maintenance budget was $10 million. Let's say you can find, as an example, 6 or $5 million in sponsorship. We still have extra money remaining that would have gone to those big projects. Now that money goes to the smaller projects. So you still have enough money to go to smaller projects now. You can't just use state funds or county funds to do it if you want to. You'll have more of it. And your area of attention shortens too. Yes, so you, you do have that. So that, there's a chance for that. But the other thing is you can also make the secondary and tertiary roads part of the contract for the major roads. right? So you sponsor the major road. Part of your debt or whatever, part of your lease for the major road is to take care of secondary or tertiary roads. Sure. So you can add that into the contract. Does that make sense? Yeah. So two ways you could handle it either way, depending upon your individual area. Jeff, uh, checking. He said, "Who's going to um, patrol these roads?" And like you said, they, the co they're not going to be owned by the you know the company. Yeah, I don't know why people can't get this idea, guys. It's just a sponsorship, guys. It's a contract, right? I own this phone. You want to put your name on my phone? Pay me twenty bucks. Right. right. This is not rocket science, it's guys. Like bite shorts the, and the, MMA. The I still own the phone. <laughs> I still use right. the phone. But when I'm using it, your name is on it. That's the only difference. I liken it to like you know the Adirondack Bank building yes you know, it's still you know once that contracts and they don't re-up it's still owned by the odd you know it's still the odd That's correct it just got a different name on it and absolutely not rocket science guys cops will still patrol the roads because we still own the roads <laughs> he's just not gonna pull you over on i-85 he's gonna pull you over on google it, it's, it's kind of like a better version of adopt a highway yes exactly it's a it's adopt a highway plus uh stadiums Right. Combined. Yep. That's all it is. Yes. Well, what do we do with this plethora of money that you're proposing to bring in? Is it going to be like a stimulus I to the to the, to the people? I wish it was that simple. There are two right. things I want to do. Number one, I want to get rid of the state income tax. That would be awesome. The state income tax, we can get rid <laughs> of it. Please? Yes. We can get rid of it in about four years. It's possible. Really? It is not easy. It State income tax is about 40 to $50 billion every year. Wow. It's massive. Mm -hmm. It's a lot. Right. It's not easy to get rid of. Florida but it doesn't can have be it. Done. A lot, most states don't have it. It's, uh, yeah, exactly. Yes, it's, yeah. it's bad. Um, that's, uh, people all moved to Florida and right. Tennessee with no state income tax. Right. But the issue is here is it's 40 to $50 billion every year. If we can raise enough through those things, plus fix our pension bomb, plus fix Medicaid, plus get more people to show up, growing small business, helping out and supporting all the new industries like vaping, like hemp, like cannabis, like blockchain, all those things we should be able to, in theory, get rid of it in four years. Nice. That's yes. your votes right there. Wake up, people. 
But here's the best part. People go, Larry, you could never do that. Blah, 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 blah. I hear it all the time. That's impossible. Okay, I can't make a $50 billion. Only 30 failure. Well, nobody else is going to try. <laughs> Thank That's you. That's the problem. Your alternative is nothing. 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 Right. Keep doing what you've been doing. Yes. Your alternative is a budget that's been growing by almost $10 billion every year, a budget that is right now at least 4% in debt, $4 billion in deficit, if not more, yep. and debt that's over $300 billion. There's your alternative. Plus, counties that are one-third of Medicare, one-third of Medicare, Cade, with a dwindling population and a rising tax bill yeah. all over the state. That's your alternative. Right. If I'm the bad guy, I don't know who your good guy is. Right. <laughs> I know you're good guys. Well, well, let's get to uh, you know Conor McGregor's fighting this week. We want to bet on fights. We want to yep. bet on baseball games. We want to bet on football. You're cool with this? Why in the world should the government be the only person who deals with vice? And why is it not a vice because the government blesses it? Right. And why is why is the government? I don't mind. Look, here's the issue. And I say it all the time: transparency. Transparency is key, which is why I'm not against the Gaming Commission. A gaming commission forces transparency. You know your odds. Right. You know your odds. Casinos, you know your odds. Right? If you really want to put that, you know, bet on, you know, what is it, red seven or whatever it is. Yeah, green, know, whatever. Whatever. Go ahead. <laughs> Do your thing. That's you. It's your money, of course. But, Larry, people will gamble. We already gamble. Right. It's all people, going to Vegas. That's people the problem. lose money. Or, or we already black lose market. money. People booking. Or it's black market. Now you're breaking your legs. Now, if you're a bookie, there's a big difference. You're a bookie. I don't actually want you to pay your debt. Right. I want you to pay your VIG for the rest of your life. Right. I don't actually want you to pay your debt. I'm hoping you always owe me. Right. That's what I want. You're a casino. I don't want that. I want my money. Right. And now. And now. In fact, you'll put it up front. When you start getting bad, I put it up front. Right. right. Yeah, I'd rather have casinos. If I have a choice. Good question right. with the casinos. Um. Would you be opposed to opening more casinos in the New York State? I'm not going to open anything up. Well, I'm saying like allowing it to, you know, like because there's been you like. You know, certain... I'm a libertarian, right? Oh, I do. <laughs> I'm just saying. If you're just... asking questions, I'm I'm surprised you're asking. Of course, look, business is business is business. I want to support businesses. Yep. What happens if two casinos open up and the and the area can only support one? One goes out. One goes under, yeah. and hopefully the one that stays is a better casino, and it had to get better because it fought the first one until it went under. Or what right. happens is more casinos pop up because people don't go to Vegas to go to one casino. Oh yeah, there we go. It's true. Yes, whatever the case may be. That's true. I'm okay. Of course, I'm okay. Here's with it. a business that might be on the lines of taboo, but it's you know I, I've had even like lawyers and stuff say, why don't we legalize prostitution? Yeah, there's another issue, right? We we look at that. This this is not a big issue from to be forward with you. To be forward for one reason. No one's really talking about it. Right. So it's not high on my priority. Right. It just isn't. Um, but do I want people going to jail for this? No. Right. I probably would decriminalize first before I do anything. I probably would lower – I probably would be forward with you. I would probably simply lower the um, lower the enforcement. Right. I'd probably just make it a lower priority of enforcement up front. Right. Not that it's an important issue. It is. But there right. are just so many issues in New York State. I agree. Prostitution simply isn't high on the list. Mm -hmm. Before, neither is gambling. These, these aren't high. Casinos, maybe. Yeah. But the idea of, of just gambling in general, it's not high on my list. Neither is prostitution. But again, right, it, what, what two consenting adults do is in my business. Plus, here's the worst part. If you ask someone, if you say, hey, you know, let's engage in this activity and let's put it online, somehow that's legal because it's pornography. But if you engage in that same thing but don't put it online, somehow it's illegal because it's prostitution. Right. I don't know how that's okay. <laughs> I'm not sure that's okay. My point being, though, look. 
you want to make sure two things don't happen. Number one, you want to make sure you're making sure it's not minors. Know what I said? Consenting adults. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. I am right? all about enforcing any issues with minors. Totally. I'm all about enforcing that. But if consenting adults, why do I care? Did I answer your it. question? Yeah, that absolutely answered my question. Absolutely. Did I have more questions? Uh, there's a question out there. What are your thoughts on the whole Time Warner and Spectrum deal? Yes. Ah, I love this. Um, we decided because we had a broken system that we would create a monopoly to fix this broken system, <laughs> which made it worse. Right. Then that monopoly person got screwed over because they didn't count on things like Dish and Verizon Wireless and Fios, and they got all screwed over. Now they're angry because their, their monopoly they bought isn't actually a monopoly. So our answer is get rid of them and install another monopoly. <laughs> Did I not say it correctly? Yep. That's what actually happened. But no one will say that. They go, well, let's punish, let's punish Spectrum. Because all they care about is righteousness. Mm-hmm. I care about understanding a real problem, which is we had a problem. We thought government monopoly would fix it. The people who bought the government monopoly didn't realize that things like Dish and other things with them, the internet would break their monopoly. Right. They're mad. We blame them. So our answer is get rid of them, put another monopoly in. Did I do it right? Yeah. 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 Bad idea. <laughs> Bad idea. I have an idea. Let's facilitate answers for everybody. Let the government come in and say, how do we how do we allow the most options in every single area in New York State? Very simple. How do we allow maximum options in New York State? Once we just say that, and then maybe do something interesting, like instead of making monopolies for people, how about drop some taxes on it for a while? Yeah. Drop some taxes on it for like five years, three years, whatever the case may be. I'm making those numbers up. I'm not sure what those numbers are. I haven't crunched them. But whatever those numbers are, so that people want to flood in and give service. Right. When they start servicing all the communities, it'll begin to fix itself. Right. And then we back away. That's a far better answer than let's add another monopoly. Or let's try to stop Dish from buying DirecTV or whatever is the other thing we try to do to stop to save our monopolies. It's not really a monopoly. I shouldn't say it. it's not really, really correct. It's cartel. Mm-hmm. To be more, it's more of a cartel system. Yes, right. I always wonder why we can't have more than one cable carrier. It's cartel system is why. They thought that would help. Same with the energy. Same I mean, thing. I get I get raped by national greed every, Absolutely. and I have my business and my. It's it's insane the amount that I pay just to keep myself warm. Yes, my Absolutely. customers warm. Yes, hundred percent. No, I, I agree with you completely. And and there's another idea people don't get right. Most of these they're monopolies, right? But we still have lots of money. So I, I don't get it. So they're a monopoly and they're expensive. What? Right. right. This isn't something's wrong here, right? But I didn't go one step further. They're monopoly. I got it. They're government monopoly. Doesn't make it better. These are companies that are advertising. They advertise. Why? They're monopolies. Why advertising? Well, they could buy one of your bridges. <laughs> Got it. But why? Yes, but why is my point, right? So why are there trucks with Con Ed if you're in New York City? Uh, is it PSENG if you're in Long Island? Mm-hmm. Uh, National Grid if you're up right? Why, why are trucks with that on it? Why don't those trucks have Pepsi on it or Gatorade or Apple? I don't know. Why? They're literally, they're <clears throat> literally billboards, driving billboards. They're mobile billboards. For the monopoly. My point is right now it has National Grid on it. Right. Why? They're monopoly. Right. They, who are they advertising? Who's their competition? Right. <laughs> Why are they advertising? There's no requirement. Right. But Pepsi has competition. Why wouldn't Pepsi put it on the on the instead? It's a national grid truck, Pepsi on top of it. 
Right. That ad that that's a mobile uh, a billboard. Yeah. People pay thousands of dollars every year for mobile billboards. Billboards. Right. So do that. Then since it's a it, since it's run by the government, right. I can then say, and that money goes directly towards press relief. Love it. Done deal. I've just lowered <laughs> one's prices. Love it. I've lowered one's prices without raising taxes. Done deal. This is not impossible, guys. No. But it can be done if you don't feel like a politician. It's like Remember, so simple. A politician. Oh, you'll get this. You, you guys, small business owners, also. We, yeah, you're here. You're, you're in all, it. <laughs> you're you'll in all it. get this. If you're a politician, you always think this. We're short on money. How do we raise taxes? How do we raise funds? That's how you think as a politician. The two guys running are lifelong politicians. But if you're a small business owner, you can't just magically make money. Right. So what do you think? How do I use what I have now to generate more revenue? That's what you actually think. Now, how do I magically punish my customers, which is what government does? How do I punish my customers more? And New York State's really good at that. Oh, yeah. We think. And taxing the hell out of you. That's punishment. Yeah. Yes. Exactly. So, so my point is, as a, as a small business owner, you start thinking, how do I use what I have to generate more revenue? You start thinking about secondary and tertiary revenue sources. That's what business owners think of. Right? How can I do that? So I naturally think of more ways to raise money without punishing my customer. I think of that naturally, which is why I come up with this off the bat. Right. And it's not crazy. And let's say I'm wrong. It's not the right answer. Okay. I've just created a culture. I've just created an environment of stop taxing New Yorkers. Find other ways. Right. Like which, which means, I'm all for that. Yes, which means if my idea is incorrect or wrong, right. then someone will say, Larry, that won't work. How about this? And I feel like it should be part of the cell phone industry, too, because, I mean, we get knocked over the head with taxes and, you know, whatnot in your cell phone bill. Do you know if you do prepaid, you don't get nailed with those taxes? You just get the sales tax. Just right. the sales tax. Right, you don't get the That line. contract tax that you, that you would normally pay under Verizon. If you do have same Verizon thing, if you're prepaid, you don't pay those crazy Forty dollars worth of taxes a month, and all there kinds of school tax, and state tax, and city tax, and county tax, and there whatever. They tax you to go to the bathroom. There we go. <laughs> it's, it's New York <laughs> State. It's, I love it. They tax you everywhere you go. And so. then the other, you mentioned earlier about the monopoly being a cartel. The, the politics in New York State is more like the mafia. Hundred uh, percent. And, and well, 100%. even on a federal level as well, it's uh, turned into like the Gambino crime family. And this, uh, yeah. Well, look, you, it, as a general order state level. Not all states, but most states, you have it to where you have one party that runs and the second party that's secondary, right? If you're in Oklahoma, Republican Party always wins and Democratic Party always comes in second. Right. If you're in New York, it's Democratic Party wins, the Republican Party comes in second. Right. right. They've accepted this as the normal way of doing business, which is why they sell out, right? Right. I've noticed if you go to, say, for example, more counties are Republican than Democrat, but more people are more Democrat than Republican in New York State, Correct. right? Yes. That's how it tends to work. So when it comes to now the actual counties, I've gone to many county fairs. I'll go to a county fair to Red County, and I go to a county fair, and I go to the Republican um, table. Empty. Why bother? Who can vote for? Right. Why bother? Who can vote for? They know. They got you. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Democrats, same in the blue districts. Why bother? Who can vote for? Well, I don't under. I've never understood on a like county level, like you know, the Democrat Republican thing. It doesn't matter. It's not like anybody's pro-abortion or I mean, or pro-gun control. You can't control it at that level, anyways. You're just kind let, of. Let people. me be very clear on something that you made. You you brought something up earlier, and I gotta go. Susan, I gotta go, guys. I'm sorry, I'm gonna have to run here. Soon. Not a problem. But um, you brought up something earlier, and that was you brought the idea of, you know, Larry, you seem to cross over both Democrat and Republican. Yes. You brought it up. Yes. And I'm gonna give you the secret that people just won't tell you. The difference between the massive gap between left and right is not ideology. 
has nothing to do with ideology. It has to do with one word and one word only. Respect. That's it. The left does not respect the right. Mm-hmm. The right does not respect the left. And neither respect their constituents. <clears throat> yes, they don't respect each other. If you don't respect someone, you can dehumanize them. If you can dehumanize them, you can hate them. The reason people deal with me is because I respect them all. You're a New Yorker. I love you. I don't care. I don't mean I mean platonic, obviously. <laughs> yes. yes. But well, if I didn't, ain't no judgment. We anyway. love you too. Anyway, yes. But you know, I love you. Yes. And I'm going to help you whether I agree with you or not. I'm going to make all the business owners happier, whether they're conservative or liberal or libertarian or whatever they are. I don't care. Socialist. I don't care if you're a socialist. I'm still going to help you if you're in New York business. I'm going to help you. I don't care. And guess what? They know it. They get it. They go, this guy doesn't get mad at me when I tell him I'm pro this or pro that. I don't because you can be pro this or pro that. My entire campaign is about localization. Understanding that New York City is not Rochester. Utica is not Watertown. They're different. They're different places, right? Yes, sir. Right? North Country is not Southern Tier. New, uh, right. Western New York is not Long Island. They're different. And that's a good thing. One city should not run this entire state. Mm-hmm. It simply shouldn't. I wish they would trim New York City right off from the state. Well, a lot of people say that, yeah, but, but I... Yeah, we I get a lot of money disagree. from you. And we also well, pay yeah. for a lot of shit that goes but on the down there, too. You wouldn't care if New York City didn't run the rest of the state. Right. Right. You'd be happy. You'd say, New York, be New York. People do this all the time. Larry, you're from Queens. How do you know what we need in Utica? How do you know what we need in Watertown? I don't. But guess what? You don't know what I need in Queens either. True. You don't know what I need either. Don't True. let the tail wag the dog. So how about instead, you let me be me. I'll let you be you. We'll let him be him and her be her. And we'll all be happy together. People are talking about a, uh, a rally. You're going to be having a rally here soon in Utica? I am. Uh, do you like to care? Like, you act like I know where I'm going? <laughs> <laughs> I just show up. Because there's a lot of people that want to talk to you. They're, they're I am going to, uh, I'm going to have a rally in Albany this Saturday at uh, 7 p.m. You can go to my Facebook page to figure that one out. I have another rally in... Um, Somebody said the 21st in Utica. That is correct. Utica, 2 o'clock, 21st. That person is correct. Yes. I'll be back here in Utica. And then the next day, I fly off to Glenn, do Glenn Beck for an hour and a half. And if you need more information, you go to LarrySharp.com. For Larry Sharp for New York Facebook page. LarrySharp.com is the website. Larry Sharp is both Instagram and also Twitter. And don't forget, it's Larry Sharp with an E because the E stands for excellence. Electable. 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 Ooh, excellent. (laughs) Everyone. Electable, absolutely. I love it. Larry, thanks so much for coming in. This has been great and taking time out of your busy day. And good luck. And I mean, you won my vote. Thank you. Yes. yes. You, you definitely won my yes. vote. You oh. earned my vote. Oh, I like that. Thank <laughs> <laughs> Trishanda for me, too. Oh, for yes, setting absolutely. this up. She's, yes. she's, oh, she's absolutely amazing. amazing. Uh, my team is great. I'm so happy. So I don't know where I'm going because my team is so good. <laughs> <laughs> they are. That's great. Yes, absolutely. We definitely need to have you back on here. Yes. Definitely. Thank you. This is yeah. awesome. This is really no, good. No, and I'm telling you that. I, you know, look, I will, I'm telling you now for everybody. I will still do shows like this even as governor. That's great. I will still That's do shows just like this as governor. Because you, you, the whole transparency, people are able to talk to you and ask you questions, and we can't do that to our governor. That's now. correct. Yes, right. I get it. I'm still going <laughs> to need you guys. About it. Yeah. The war doesn't end when I win this. Right. It only just begins. That's correct. I just break a hole in the front line. Mm-hmm. We still have to exploit that oh, and yeah. keep pushing right. forward. Yes. The war doesn't end. 
Success and nothing less, my friend. So here exciting. We go. So I love exciting. It. Before we get out of here, EJ Moving Company, give them a call today, 315-335-0516. Competitively priced moving, relocation services, office moves, complete packing and unpacking services. They make it easy and simple for you to do the move. Can you and tell me locate. the phone number one more time? It's 315-335-0516. And it's EJA? EJA oh, Moving Company. Oh, I love company. those guys. Do you need it? <laughs> you, you need some moving. Probably no, you're going to need some help moving. Move back to New York. You're moving back to New York. I'm being good. I'm trying to help get your sponsors up Me i love good. it that's buddy. all i'm doing thank you so much ejamoving.com there we you, go if you want some more information right, and also stop into the showroom at 5865 Tabor road in rome and see why all the customers love their nye vw mention disruption network mention the d and receive 250 dollars off any purchase you can check out their inventory at nivwofrome.com larry sharp this has been great uh let's do this again especially if you win there we go you, you even gotta, if you lose come on in yeah I even love if it. we love absolutely it. we can all cry together <laughs> <laughs> Thanks so much for coming in And uh, I want to remind everybody They can watch this podcast And previous podcasts Of all the content we have Out in the D At DisruptionNetwork.net Like us on Facebook Follow us on Instagram Twitter All the social medias We're everywhere And if everybody could do us A little quick little favor Click the share button And get the word out For Larry Sharp And of course your friends Here at the D I just want to put this in Justin put They can help uh, Cuomo move (laughs) Okay. <laughs> yes, yes. get out of his house <laughs> that's, that's great hey jp the crown network give a little plug for yourself L- let me let me plug uh what's going on this weekend for myself uh we're gonna be at bbj's um bbg's 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 um beer bites and games i believe yep. it is. Yep, yep. and uh we're doing a roast for team larry entertainment um so i'm gonna be roasting my friend uh larry katroop it's gonna be a lot of fun it starts at seven o'clock people um, named larry are cool Oh, yeah. Yeah, he is cool. He's wicked awesome. Um, it might be a little brutal, but it's a roast, so you guys are going to have to get over it, guys. Yeah, don't be so sensitive. <laughs> yeah, but it's going to be fun, so pop out there and see me. If anyone's in a round like area this evening, I'm doing CrossFit with Larry Sharp. That's me. I'll be doing CrossFit 730 today at uh, Round Lake CrossFit. Awesome. There you go. Excellent. Excellent. Cool. Awesome. We will see you on Monday. Oh, don't forget the D-line coming yeah, D-line up in just a little bit. Next. So see ya. Bye. Thank you. Thank see you. Do you know what the hell you're listening to? It's EC Radio. Never you mind what I'm making. You should spend some time taking a personal inventory of what you're doing for the betterment of society. So you just bought your dream home, and now it's time to move. Let's face it, nobody likes to move. All the packing, unpacking, lifting, upstairs, downstairs, and broken everything, including your back. Let the professionals at EJA Moving Company take all the stress and pain out of your move. Competitively priced moving. Relocation services, office moves, and complete packing and unpacking services. They work with everybody to make it simple and easy for you to move and relocate. Call EJA Moving Company at 315-335-0516. When it's time to relocate, have EJA Moving do all the work for you. Hit them up online, ejamoving.com. Hey, Disruption Network. This is Mike Sacco, the general manager at Nye Volkswagen of Rome. If you don't know me by name, it's only because you have not received the best deal. There's only one reason to leave Utica, and that's to come see me in Rome and get the best deal on your next new, pre-owned, or certified VW. Mention that you heard this ad from Disruption Network and receive $250 off your next vehicle purchase. You'll know why our customers say, I love my Nye VW. 
Come see us at 5865 Rome Tayberg Road in Rome or visit us online at 9vwofrome.com. Join us Saturday, October 13th as Disruption Network and Doughboy Barbecue presents Trip Fest 2 at the Jewish Community Center, 2310 Oneida Street in Utica. A night to pay homage to Vinny, Captain Trip Moriel. Utica icon, yo! Come pick through all Capital Trip's personal treasures, local artist display, food from Doughboy Barbecue, beer, wine, and live music. Bands include, after a 24-year hiatus, the return of Torres, Kate Devin, the Crazy Fools, Thunderwatt, and a 315 All-Star tribute to the Great Dead. Tickets are $10 in advance and $15 at the door. Partial proceeds to benefit Laney's Army. Doors open at 6 o'clock. Taurus kicks it all off at 6.30. It's Trip Fest 2, Saturday, October 13th. Trip Fest 2 is sponsored by Nye Volkswagen of Rome, 92.7 FM The Drive, Priceless Inspection, Donato Appraisal Services, Dr. Scott Domenico, and Saranac Brewery. The Property Sisters of the Mohawk Valley was born when three top producing agents with over 25 years of combined experience selling real estate joined forces to take real estate to the next level. We practice with honesty, integrity, and the knowledge to help make the buying and selling process easy and stress-free for all of our clients. We pledge to always make our clients our top priority from start to finish and even after the house is closed. We will always be a valued resource for information and assistance for our buyers and sellers. Our customers over the years have become not only past clients, but great friends. As we join hands together as the Property Sisters of the Mohawk Valley, we look forward to serving our clients and our community and making a positive difference. You can reach us at 315-601-9630 for all of your real estate needs. Only on the D!